live from Cerebral Sound Studios. It is Stay Busy Podcast with the boy, Armand Sadler. Theme song never gets old, bro. Never <laughs> we did that. Never gets old. Yeah. We did your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank welcome to another episode of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. I am your host, Armand Sadler. It is a beautiful, beautiful day. I'm feeling lovely. I'm here with the man, Mr. Circles. The, uh-huh. single, the single that is sweeping the nation currently. Around again. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man, I'm feeling great today. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Monday morning. I'm excited to be here. Happy that I'm here doing this with you, my brother. Yeah. Let's get it. Circles is out. Stream that everywhere, y'all. Everywhere. Circles. Circles. Yeah, if, 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 you, if you claim to like me <laughs> and you claim to like Nick, you haven't listened to the single yet. I've, I've been posting it. So like, you must not really like me. Like, and even if you don't like us, go listen stream anyway. it anyways. Critique it. Exactly. We, we want to hear it all. We don't, we don't want the good. <laughs> exactly. Take the good with the bad. Uh, I want to give a big <laughs> shout out. I want to give a big shout out to anyone who is tuning in for the first time, as well as our returning listeners, regardless of what platform you're you're using, where you're listening, what time you're listening, what type of socks you have on, whether you like your egg scrambled, fried, poached, Poached, yes, (laughs) how you like your steak, medium, medium well, rare, whether it's still breathing, whether the heart is beating. Depends on the cut. Okay. Depends on the cut. If it has more, if it's more muscle, like a filet mignon, mm-hmm. I need it lighter. I need that medium rare. Okay. But if it has like some fat in like a ribeye, let's go medium. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just okay. Just some of it But anyway. Range. You got range. Uh, regardless of what shampoo or conditioner you use, whether you prefer Snickers or Twix, whatever your Zodiac sign is, and whether you're team iPhone or Android, but I truly hope you're not team Android. Please, I hope not. <laughs> no green <laughs> bubbles. 2020. It's 2020. Grow up. Grow up. Right. We don't need that green Love no yourself. More. Love yourself. I want to give a big shout out to Dominique Patrick for joining our IG Live yeah, conference Dom. this week. Shout out to the Southern Belle. She held it down. I want to give a big shout out to my guy, Icy Miz, with the photography, making us look handsome, working the magic. So Icy. Yeah, he's cold, real cold. Uh, hoodies are available. Stay busy, stay busy. Hoodies are available. Cop them. Uh, the link is in our bio. We'll be posting it again this week. Of course, big shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your plat- uh, your podcast for free mm-hmm. um, to all the platforms you'd like to use, and you can also get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership, so get your potting in. And of course, Cerebral Sound Studios and our guy, John Solomon, with the mixing. So, shout get out to it, bro. What to you, all the peoples. Yeah, everybody. What you sipping on? Sipping on that Irish breakfast tea. It's amazing. Really good, really good. I've been drinking it all week, actually. Okay. Uh, all last week. Started last week. Of course, having it again this morning, too. Um, it reduces plaque. It's good for that. So Important. Keep your mouth clean. Uh, increases concentration and boosts your immune. 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 Your immune. <laughs> your immune. Jeez. Good Lord. <laughs> boosts your immune system. 
Goodness gracious. And it's also traditionally served with milk, but we don't do cow's milk anymore. We mm. love ourselves. So I got a little almond milk in here. Love a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love a lot. But anyways, y'all, today's half and half. We were talking about, we can't stop these kids at all. The curious case of a leak hit by Elias Late from the Rolling Stone. So this whole article talks about leaks. And we got a few leaks this uh, the past few weeks. We got the mm-hmm. Drakes and some other leaks that have happened. Um, but that's an aside. We'll get into that. But this one's talking about Lil Mosey. I, I had briefly heard of Lil Mosey because mm-hmm. of Genius. I, I think it's Mozzie, actually. Ah, I, I, Look at you messing up pronunciations now. Mm. Don't Mm-mm. care. Tables turn, circles. Don't care. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> Lil Mosey, Lil Mozzie, um, whatever your name is. No, in all seriousness, I want to get your name right. But um, yeah, so this is about his song, uh, Blueberry Fago, which is, according to them, never been officially released. Um, so they're talking about uh, how this hasn't stopped a series of imposters from in- uploading it to Spotify. People have been uploading to Spotify and then racking up streams in the process of doing so. So they talked about a few different, one person had put it up. Um, so they have, quote, while the artists are made up, the popularity of Blueberry Fago is very real. One version of the song that was still on Spotify last week, attributed to an artist named Ben JP, had nearly 22 million streams, meaning it could have netted the uploader, quote, a lot of money, end quote, according to Josh Marshall, who manages Lil Mosey, Lil Mozzie. Which is really interesting to me because, like, are y'all trying to get that money? Like, the check? Because 22 million streams, 22 M's? That's th- nuts. There's some money related to that. Uh, and uh, they probably have handled it aside from this and they didn't want to say. But, um, yeah, so my question is, of course, how does this happen? But leaks happen a bunch of different ways. People in the camp leak it. People who are friends of the camp. Somebody didn't know how to hold water and sent the, the draft version and then now all of a sudden it's everywhere. Um, and then they're typically pretty quick about that. But then there's also the leaks mm-hmm. that aren't really leaks. Yeah. They're previews or mm-hmm. they're actual releases, but we're going to hide it under the guise of a leak you know, yeah. to build hype buzz. You know, we know the game. It's mm-hmm. okay. But anyway, um, so they had another interesting quote in Dear 2. They said, quote, streaming services have consistently struggled to prevent users from uploading links onto their platforms. There's just too much music being uploaded daily to prevent some frauds from slipping past the safeguards. When you have metadata problems coupled with actors in the system that are trying to game the system, these things will continue to happen. That's a Dave Bogan, a music licensing expert who founded Tune Registry and told Rolling Stone last year. Demos are unreleased songs from Beyonce, Rihanna, SZA, Playboy, Cardi, and Lil Uzi Vert have all made their way onto Spotify or Apple Music in the last 15 months. Now, I mean, the obvious thing here for, like we said, is a lot of them is for marketing. Like, mm-hmm. And that's what has gotten to the point where Lil Mozzie, Lil Mozzie's team, have, they have been letting the leaks go because mm-hmm. they literally had hired an intern. Um, the article says they had hired an intern literally to look every day and see where exactly the leaks are or all the leaks. And apparently in his fan base, people are literally selling the leaks. Like someone will get the leak and then they have these chat rooms where they will sell the leak. Like it's like they said, they used the example in the article of like Pokemon cards. Mm. Like, what is that? So, I mean, it's really interesting to think about how like people's, you know, leaked music can, I didn't even think this would happen. Like leak music, people are making money off of leaking someone else's music. Yeah. What? It's nuts. How? Yeah. The, the game is, the game is, <laughs> changing but then there's two sides of the coin there's the monetary thing which is like that's problematic yeah that they're taking or you know they're taking money away from the artist quote mm-hmm. but then there's also the thing where it's like culturally we kind of want to let that happen like yeah. because we want the music we want the buzz yeah. but also like 
the fact that people are even doing that and mm-hmm. this thing is like shows that he has a fan base that people are really rocking with his music. So I thought that was really, really interesting um, that you know people are making money off of leaks and being able to upload to major platforms elite. Yeah. So. No, I remember like there was like a little Uzi Vert, a couple little Uzi Vert projects that dropped under his real name like last year. And I, I thought he did it and like he just changed his name and like he was like just on some different stuff. So I was listening and it was good music. Um, and then I, I sent it to Caleb, shout out to our bro Caleb. And he was like, oh, these are old, like, all like old SoundCloud leaks. And like someone just made it, made an album out of it and made it seem like it was Uzi uh, uploading it himself. And then it was deleted within like the day. So wow, like yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how, how, how they, how they do it. But um, yeah, the, the leak, leak stuff is, it's definitely, it's like you said, it's definitely marketing. Like uh, these days, a lot of artists are previewing music on Instagram live uh, to their fans. And like some of it never comes out, you know, some, yeah. some of it is like the rollout to their singles. So right. uh, it is, it's interesting. The, the, the range of this illegal act. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good it's an interesting half and half. Oh, my in English breakfast, <laughs> Irish breakfast. All right, let's jump into the employee of the week. I want to give a big shout out to Kojo Dadzi. Kojo is popularly known as the multi-talented gentleman. He is a graphic designer at Asylum Records, and he is the host of Honest Here. It's his uh, YouTube TV show where he listens to a song and he grades it based on lyrics, marketability, the hook, um, replay value, and production. Um, it's yeah. pretty cool. He's two episodes in. Um, it gives a, he, he gives a spotlight to independent artists as well. So it's a good way for them to get some critique on their music and also get some promotion. Um, just a really cool, again. Yeah, you might have to swing him <laughs> that. Uh, what I really like about Kojo, what, what I like about a lot of people uh, that I've connected with in the industry is that, you know, like they work with music, but music isn't their whole life. Like they have a range. Like if you follow Kojo on Twitter, you'll see him talking about sports. You'll see him talking about relationships. Like he went on a, uh, imaginary players pod our, our, our brother podcast and he had a he dropped a gemma on relationships on how like you know you should indulge in your partner and like you know do what they want to not do what they want to do but like I, it was just a really really good quote i, I would check yeah. that episode out but uh yeah kojo's a good guy i met him at jakira's birthday party actually shout out to our friend jakira Hi, John, John. Um, we had a really good brief conversation but yeah super dope dude so shout out to our employee of the week kojo dadzi yeah kojo 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 Joe. We're sliding. We're sliding. We're sliding. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Slizzy right. Slides. You know why we're here. All right. This week, uh, I got Good to Me by Emotional Oranges. Just be good to me. I will. Just be good to me. 
just trust me. Just be <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, yeah. That's what yeah, that was. Woo, that was hot. Yeah, shout out to Emotional Oranges. They they are constantly providing the juice. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. But anywho, good yeah, lord, man. that's my joint. That is my joint. I mean. Um, and we, we've talked about them before, like you and I, we've had extensive conversations with yeah. them. I love that group. Uh, They're love, dope. You talked about an episode two, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, about duos coming back into music yeah. and being, being popping and like a male, female duo. Yeah. I saw them live. I think it was around July. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a free show in, in the city. Amazing. Like their, their, their presence live is really, really dope. Yeah. Like B, the girl, she's got like that, like sex appeal on stage uh-huh. and the dude a he's real cool like laid back singing but he he lets her do her thing he I likes like the letters too, the spotlight yeah, yeah and kinda... they're they're keeping it about the music like that they, they don't want you know their themselves and their personal lives to be all out like they're literally just putting music out like they barely show their faces but uh this record just really really heavy content like uh the things that you find girls think i'm crazy like you know it's just it's 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 real, like it's it's relationship stuff. You know, there's so much so much music out here that that discusses similar content. But I think this song in particular is really really hit. Like right, it's, it's, it's heavy. So right. yeah, shout out I to Dante it. Jones for producing that one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And awesome. it's still crazy to me that like they talked about it when Rory interviewed them at the show that how they've sent their music to so many different artists. Like they wanted to write for other artists and make songs for other artists, and they would turn them down. And like you hear them, you hear them, and it's you like dub that. Yeah, I didn't what? want these guys. Like, I didn't want what they made. Like, they're they're super dope. So, if you haven't listened to Volume One, Volume Two, The Juice by Emotional Oranges, check tap in because they are they're doing the thing. It was interesting too, though. Like, I was uh, real quick aside to that point about people, you know, like dubbing art music that's like almost objectively good music. Right. Um, Saint John had, did an interview. I think it was his interview for uh, the Breakfast Club, and he was talking about uh, how he was at I think a Rihanna camp, and he was writing for Rihanna because you know he's a heavy in the writing game. Mm-hmm. And he, he said that he wrote about eight joint, eight to ten joints, and they passed on all of them. And they're like, "What? They passed on?" And he was like, "Man, I wasn't, I would, I wasn't bothered at all because a lot of times in these things they have, um, they have branding initiatives or have certain things that they want to do with the release. So it's, right. it's not personal. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, aside, I'm moving into my slizzy slide for this week. Mine is Akin Funny by John Doe." John Doe. Yeah, John Doe. Yeah, so John Doe, super dope artist. I forget where she's from, but the reason I even heard about her, um, 
huge fan of Terrace Martin. Terrace Martin is a producer, artist. He's produced for Kendrick, a bunch of people. Um, he, one day on his IG, was like, you know, shout out to my sis, John Doe, for her release. Oh, John Doe. She spells it J-E-A-N-D-E-A-U-X. Like, Joe, get it, get it. Okay, anyways. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> I'll cricket myself on that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so I just went and ran her project. That was off of her project, Empathy, released in 2019. Mm-hmm. She's super dope, man. Like the, that song caught my ear, particularly because of the bass line. You don't hear live bass, yeah. and that's why I put a lot of live bass on my records because, mm-hmm. like, you don't hear live bass anymore that much um, in records. So I love that. Um, and she just came in on a very like almost alternative thing. I'll put her in the when we talk. Yeah, but anyway, so John Doe, that was her acting funny. A C K I N acting. That was a slide, bro. So yeah, if you want to check out these slides and all the other slides, you know what to do. Stay busy. Slide deck playlist is on all platforms. Send us some slides. You know the deal. If they hot, they will get played. And yeah, with that, ready to get into the board meeting, man. I think we. Uh, <laughs> I'm very excited. For Should this be a one. fun one. Should be a fun one. So <laughs> today, today we want to talk R and B. Um, we want to talk what R and B is. We want to talk about the, these newer artists who are God. saying that they're R and B artists and whether they can be classified as such. Um, might get a little spicy. So um, let's jump into it, bro. Uh, so I'll open it up with this. Mm-hmm. What do you think of? Who do you think of when you think R and B? Just stream of consciousness, some names. Just give me some names. Usher. Yeah. Um, DJ Chicago Kid. Okay. Lucky Day. Black. Okay. Ari Lennox. Okay. Keys. Okay. Um, I think I've got some. About it. Okay. I could say more. Those are the ones that came to mind. One of those is not like the others. Who? Black. What is he? He's not an R&B artist. I think he's a rapper mm-hmm. who can hold a note, who can hold a tone, mm-hmm. but I would not consider him ever a singer, per se. He does sing mm-hmm. on records, I will give him that, mm-hmm. but I don't consider him a singer. The people you name, Usher, BJ, Alicia, others that you name, mm-hmm. have made a living off of singing. Mm-hmm. BJ writing and singing backgrounds for a bunch of different groups. They have made their thing off of singing, mm-hmm. right? But Black hasn't. Eh, he has, in a way. Majority of the music he makes but is he R&B sing- music. My point is this. When we're talking about R&B, R&B is an umbrella term. Right. And yes, I know a lot of y'all listening with them, the, what is this dude talking about face? <laughs> but we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost that people get the... People who sing on a record automatically get thrown into R&B. And I feel like R&B is kind of reserved for a select few. I don't agree. Because I think there are some rappers like Doug. Doug sings on records. Um, but is that singing? He's technically singing. Okay. It's singing. Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. He's singing a tone on a record. Yeah. Yes. So we, wouldn't, we can say it's singing. Yeah. But would you say so, Doug is a singer? No. Absolutely not. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. would, he, a song that he sings on, were you going to call it R&B? No. Exactly. This but, is my problem with a lot of things. But Thug doesn't make, like, the, the songs he sings on are hip-hop records. Like, he just, he has that range, and he brings a different sound to those records. Black, his albums are R&B albums. Like, he's classified as an R&B soul artist. He, soul? Yeah. He's, he's, no. he's, got, he's got the no. hip-hop background. He's got no, the battle no. rap background, but... 
his music is classified as R&B soul music. I think he is a rapper who sings. Okay. That doesn't make him... Just because he can sing in tune doesn't make him necessarily a singer. I feel like you're putting him in a box. I'm putting. I'm giving him a classification. It's not a box. Classifications are boxes to me. It's not a box. It's a box. No, we it's talked about this. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about some classifications. Okay. okay? So before we, well, we first get into the classifications, this all came up. This whole conversation. Um, I had a conversation with my boy Jose. Uh, <laughs> shout out Jose. You know who you are, my guy. Super fan. Stay yeah, busy. Super my fan. guy Jose. Um, he he had, uh, commended me and tipped his hat uh, about Circles, my new song that released, and he noted that he was quote, picky with his R&B. And he said that he only really likes Tiller. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, thank you for, you know, saying my song. But Tiller, that's like who you think of as like, you know, he is your standard when it comes to R&B. Mm-hmm. And I would say he's not my standard for when it comes to R&B. And I don't think he is a standard for R&B. I think that he has created his own lane within the umbrella term that is of R&B. That is a great lane. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Great music, mm-hmm. great lane. But when I think of R&B, I don't think of him automatically. So let's get into the classifications. So I think there are several. I know you whispered because you're ready to go. <laughs> uh, I think there's, I mean, it's not limited to these, but there's, uh, I think, a traditional lane. And this is recognized by the Grammys now. Because I think mm-hmm. because of now, like the music R&B has evolved, yeah. that has changed because mm-hmm. it is the umbrella term. Um, they had to create lanes and classifications for it. Traditional, I think of traditional R&B. I grew up on Motown. I grew up on my dad. My dad is from Michigan. He, that's where, I've been to the spot. He played that. That's what I grew up on. <laughs> and so I think of Temptation, Smokey, Gladys Knight, Diana Ross. Those are the things that I think of, of traditional R&B. I think of singers, like people who bread and butter, like you put them unplugged, they're going to sing and it's going to sound crazy. That's what right. I think of. But then I, you have people who are now in the younger lane, like Anderson Pack, who's kind of like soul um, they artists, and none of these are mutually exclusive terms. People can float amongst these different um, buckets, if you will, or sure. classifications. Lucky Day, BJ the Chicago Kid, uh, like we said, Alicia Keys, John Legend, mm-hmm. uh, these people, Snow Allegra too, if you want to. Um, then there's like an alternative lane. Mm-hmm. Frank leading the charge. I can say Miguel could be in that alternative lane too. He's sure. more, you know, he's one of those that's definitely a floater. He don't yeah. kind of stick to one group. Brent Fias, duh. James Fauntleroy, Party. Snow is also in this lane too because her other projects were like this. Then there's the commercial lane. Ty, Kaylani, Ursha Baby, Trey Songs, her, who also floats. She's traditional because she's talented. For sure. Division, Ella May, Tanache, Jeremiah. You skipped Tory Lanez, bro. Yes, I did skip Tory Lanez. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> we're going to. I'm reading the list like, hold on. He, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, I skipped Tory Lanez because he's not a singer. You are, he's not an R&B artist. You're an R&B snob. I am, proudly. I need that. Okay. I need that. Okay. Shout out to G. I need that. Okay. Hmm. Why did you, why would you even, he's another, a rapper who sings on a song, should not be considered a singer. He's a rapper. And Tory raps with some of the best. Of them. I don't think we give him his flowers enough for rapping. Oh yeah, no, I, I I think he's very underrated as a rapper. But I think that's his thing. He's more known for his R and B stuff. His his R and B music is his most popular stuff. Like Chicks Tape is his biggest brand, and right. that's what people look to him for. Right. Say it, you know, in 2015. Granted, it was a, it was a sample. Like that's one of his biggest records. 
uh, Love. Um, I think he's like most of his big records are R and B records, and I feel like you just don't like you're not giving the genre room to evolve or grow in your classifications. Yes, I am. I don't think so. There's a lot of people who can rap and sing. Yeah, Anderson Pack. He's a prime example. He's my prime example. Is he a rapper or an R&B artist? To me, he's a soul artist. To me, he's like a soul artist at heart. All his, like Malibu is a soul project. Right. You listen to Malibu, at soul music, it period. Is. Like, I don't know how else to classify it. But he can give you a verse and rhyme and outbar some of the best of them. And he can sing with some of the best of them. Too. But his, he's not like a, he's not the best voice ever, but he, he can sing. I, I, I think of him as a singer. What's the difference between him and Black to you? Difference between him and Black. Pac has made a living off of this. Well, they both. We'll return. Yeah, Black's, we'll return. Black's got two albums that are both yes. R&B albums. Well, here's Grammy the thing. Grammy nominated thing. his first one, Free Black. Okay, if, if we do it like that. East, East Atlanta maybe, Love Letter might have been nominated too. For me, for me, it's more of the standard thing. And, and maybe it's not like the technical, because we even get into the technical argument. I can't win the technical argument of saying like, oh, he's not singing on R&B. He's like singing over, as what people call urban music, singing over that just automatically put into the R&B bucket. I think that's my gripe. That's my beef there. Right. But I think in his packaging, I think it's branded as a, <sighs> this is what I think. Packs, Pac's singing is kind of out in the open. It's exposed. I think Black's relies heavily on the production. And a lot, there's a lot of auto-tune on his stuff, too. So for me, it's kind of like, when I think about singers, I think about the merit of like, if we unplugged all the effects and took off everything, can you still create a nice tone? Have you seen Black live? I haven't. Okay. So I, I will say that. I haven't seen him live. I've seen him live three times. Okay. He, he holds okay, his we'll defend him. He, he holds his weight live. He does. He does. Like I, I wouldn't. I would never put him on the level of a John Legend or a, or a Lucky Day vocally. Right. But for me, I think because I I think the foundation of R and B is being able to sing. Like, but I, for, for that genre, I also give a lot of um I, I don't know Freedom. what I'm thinking for credence to the emotion of of the music. Like, it's not just about being able to sing well. It's like. I agree. Well, what exactly you're singing about? Because a lot of I agree. a lot of singers who can sing well, but yes. like they don't make you feel anything. So, I, like for me, R and B is who does that to you? Singers who sing well but don't feel anything. Top of my head, he's I'm, spicy. Singers who sing don't singers don't sing well that don't make you feel anything. Who sing well but don't make you feel anything. That's really interesting because that means their singing is like sterile and you can recognize that it's good singing, but it's not something that moves you particularly. I don't have a specific example. And so I, f- I feel bad saying, like throwing that point out without having a specific example. But what, what my point was is like, I guess for, for you being an artist, being someone who grew up on this uh-huh. like, and being, being a, a singer, singer, like uh-huh. sing, I, I understand where you're, you. where you're coming from with your, how you define the genre. But I think for me, seeing it evolve seeing you know artists play with more sounds more trap stuff you know using r&b and, and hip-hop of course uh, pop and stuff jazz all that i think i think it's 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 a bit deeper than that like i think we as a culture we're, we're also a bit nostalgic like the 90s and 2000s r&b of was was very 
I feel like it was all very linear to an extent. Yes. And now as, you know, technology has advanced in music and people are, you know, just trying different things, like, you know, the genre's obviously involved. Like like you said, Tiller, for example, he's like he's that kind of booty trap type stuff. And like that's that's still R and B music to me. Like I I wouldn't like if we were making like an R and B Mount Rushmore, he wouldn't be anywhere near it. But I I agree that he he's a leader of a specific movement. I think there are a lot of people coming up look at him and they're like, Oh, I, I, I've always wanted to make music, but I, I couldn't make music like Usher or I couldn't make music like John legend, but Tiller's doing his thing and he does it well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try that. And I'm, and, and I think those people consider themselves R and B artists. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, really. yeah. I mean, I mean, my point here is I feel like, I don't know, maybe I need to address my own biases in how I look at R&B. Because yes, I think I'm an R&B snob in that way that like when I hear R&B, I want to be like, no, this is it. Like this is, this is some great singing. This is some good, some pen, some storytelling. Like mm-hmm. we think about the music that we grew up on like in the early 2000s. And obviously, yes, I know. Like I need to leave room, I guess, for things to open up. But we think about a good, as uh, a song that comes on in the, I don't know why this came to my head. Keisha called Love I Knew That I Was uh-huh. Missing. That song. Mm-hmm. Every time that song comes on, I feel something. That's something that, you know, like she's hitting the note. She's killing that. Yeah. But it was those type of songs. Mm-hmm. You Don't Know My Name, Alicia Keys, John Legend, Ordinary People. And that's more of like a, it like floated into pop, but like he has some stuff on Get Lifted that's really R&B, like traditional, mm-hmm. like very R&B. But I don't know. I feel like it just represented almost like a genre that seemed to be going away because I feel like people nowadays can sing so easily with the aid of technology that it's almost as if like the craft of singing is being diminished mm-hmm. or minimalized. Now my thoughts are coming to me finally. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really what I think of it, that it is. And it's kind of like to our point of like the craft, I feel like needs to be prioritized. And it's like, well, people throw away, throw around the term musical genius so easily. Like yeah. there's that is that we should not use that so often. Like people can be great, mm-hmm. but like, you don't understand what genius means. Like everything they create is out of here. Like yeah. there's a few people that I can think of: Quincy Jones, Pharrell, Timbo. These sort of people that everything they do is just it's up out of here right. from the start. And so I feel like that's where I guess my gripe is with people who I feel like are sliding by, getting by with singing. Mm. Tory, La- uh, I said six black, black. I didn't mean that. Black, <laughs> <laughs> black. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Um, I was reading it in my head. Tory Black and other people of the like, I think that kind of get by. Mm-hmm. Loki Ella me, Loki. Yeah, she's not the strongest. Oh. I, and I love Ella, but she's not right, the strongest. right. So Trey songs for you, yeah. He was around in, I guess, what people would call the golden era of R and B, the two thousands, early two thousands, mid two thousands. He's not the strongest singer to me. Not the strongest, but he sings. He's a singer. He does sing. And he'd be hitting runs. He'd be doing things. He'd be singing, bro. Like, you give him a mic on stage, you're going to sing. Right. Period. Like, he may not be top 10 of your top favorite singers ever, mm-hmm. but he's a singer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. Like, he has enough of the merit to, for me to classify him as an R&B artist, as a singer. Even though he was rapping on, I mean, singing on commercial records, mm-hmm. I Need a Girl and all these Neighbors Know My Name and all this stuff. He was singing on, think of Neighbors Know My Name in your head. Like, it's runs, it's sing, it's, it's all singing. Yeah, I'm saying, name, name. <laughs> name no money. That's a heater. Yeah. We got to yeah. listen to that on the way back. Heaters, right? 
And I feel like those are the things that we should classify as R&B. But yeah. alas. Mm. Yeah, you're a snob. I am a snob. You're a snob. And proud. Okay. And proud. But anyways, no, I, I want y'all to light me up this week. Go, yeah. on, go into the comments on Twitter and, and, and IG and let us know what you think. Is, what is R&B? Yeah. How do you define it? Who can be in R&B? Because there are people who think r and dead. And that's just not. And it's good because of the craft. The craft got to be like, people got to put effort into the craft of singing. If you're going to sing, put effort into the craft of singing. Because that's why people are saying R&B is dead. Because it's those records that we don't feel no more like, dang, somebody's really singing on this record. Mm-hmm. That's why I think people like Snow are doing so well. I think people like her are doing so well. They are singing. They're singing. Y'all got to sing. I don't know why I whispered. You got to make us feel something too. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm always going to defend Black because like even if he's not the strongest, like his writing is incredible. The emotion, yeah, the pen is crazy. The emotion conveyed through those records, like pen is crazy. Yeah, because he's a rapper. <laughs> That's an aside. You know, he, then, you know, he doesn't write any of his his lyrics either. Like he he, huh? he did it. He did, oh, he doesn't write them. He did an uh, episode. Like write them down. Yeah, with Kenny Beats, uh, the the kid. Yeah, I know Kenny Beats and. They were just talking. He was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't ever write anything. Like everything's off the top of my head. Like I might like try to memorize a line, just like figure out the next one. But like, like the stuff he, he says on record is crazy. No, he, like, he's out of like, here. The metaphors he comes up with. So yeah. like to not be really like sitting down writing things down. So that's what I, black's my guy. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a black stand. I don't, I don't, I don't. I and don't I mean, know. I didn't put mean to put black upon the you know like on the chopping block yeah, here yeah, like yeah. that, but because I like black stuff too. Well, we got to be critical of the people. We like. I mean, when I heard my mom singing "Pretty Little Fears," I knew he was out of here because yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mom don't listen to this music, but she was singing it. No, 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 no. So, anyways, y'all, that's our board meeting for this week. Our mom, what we got on the bulletin board, my guy? Bulletin board, February twenty eighth. Nicole Buss will be performing with Tone Stiff at the legendary SOBs. And April 7th, St. John will be performing at Terminal 5. My ticket is purchased. I will be there. Join Eat me. That. Let's grab some drinks beforehand. Let's talk. Let's talk about R&B and how much of a snob Nick is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need to cop that for St. John. St. John yeah, is pull up. like that. You know? Pull up, bro. I listen to Borders maybe five times a day. Yeah, Borders. Lenny Kravitz. You blame? A singer, bro. Lenny's dope. Lenny's super dope. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Stay Busy, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I'm Armand Sadler. That is Mr. Circles, Nick Early. Yeah, yeah. As always, y'all know you got to stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Best podcast in the city, y'all mind Nick Gurley with the flex, stay busy. Topic after topic, conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out, jiggy, yet gritty, stay with Six lines, busy, get involved. All you little other podcasters getting cross, get lost, like trying to guard crawl, fur, or trying to run a cover like moss, burn. Stay busy, nigga, on dedicated. Cornell grass, so you know they educated. Killing every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused admiration. We live right now, Ray J on the line with it. This podcast straight up, Trevor Scotland. Shorty send the episode, I might hit, but I left the on red once I watched it. You know the boy. Clean, I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, Mo. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 You know we stay busy.